Welcome back to Dream Stories Podcast for another week of Geo Story. Oh, and what a story it is. Isn't it amazing? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I know I cried last week when, when we did the podcast. I'm not going to cry right now. Uh, I don't know about that. You could do it again <laughs> really easy. Yeah. We have so many things to talk about. Just uh, We want to jump right in so we've got plenty of time because we ran out of time last week. And Gio and Sarah were so gracious to join us again for this week's episode. Uh, so let me just bring our listeners up to speed really quick. We've been sharing about the spiritual experiences and dreams and visions and all these things that surround what we can only call a miraculous recovery from COVID-19. Our, our friend Gio who is uh, Latino, which COVID has some reason chosen to hit that community extremely hard, uh, was on a ventilator and not expected to live. Literally, at death's door, doctors, nurses saying they didn't think he would live, and a miraculous uh, recovery. God intervened. He was healed. Still recovering. Still recovering, but healed and able to come off the ventilator and come home literally with them saying they did not think he would live. Yeah. And so it's just a powerful thing. He even shared last week about those last few days, the weekend before he went into the hospital. uh, 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 Sarah uh, was home with him because, you know, she works and he stays with the kids a lot. Right. But that weekend, right before it happened, she was home, and he started having this massive fever and all these yeah. kind of things. And the girls and Sarah were getting and girls sick and too. Sarah are getting sick, mm-hmm. and all this is changing. Uh, that 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 this is just this this massive thing. We haven't even necessarily mentioned that Sarah had to leave work because she got sick. Yeah, the girls got sick, and they really didn't know exactly what was going on. You know, because he would be he would feel uh, kind of rough at night good during the day and then but then as that got closer to to the day he was admitted they realized how serious he was was. yeah and i don't even think they knew if he was covid positive or not at that time yeah i mean it's just an amazing i mean it's just such a intense issue and so quickly developed into something life-threatening right i mean literally one moment you have no idea the next moment it's life and death yeah just so amazing so that's kind of our recap and I mean, because I can't even go into all of what we've talked about. Just listen to the other episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, but that tells you where we're starting from and what's going on. And so we want to welcome Gio and Sarah Miranda back for another Osmond Gio. See, I, I, every time I called the hospital, Gio, I couldn't, I couldn't get it, <laughs> I couldn't get it straight for who you were. I'm looking for Gio. We don't have a Gio. I was like, how about Giovanni? Mm, no. Osmond. <laughs> we so, should do some applause for that. Bring we should do some applause for Gio. Yay. <laughs> so Thank welcome you. back. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're Thank glad. You. We're glad y'all are here. Hey, Sarah. Hello. We're so happy to have y'all again, and I, I'm just grateful you've taken. I mean, goodness, this is you know four weeks, two, th- you know, what, oh goodness, two hours worth of of conversation about this. But, man, has it been worth it to us. We're so, so grateful that you would share your story with us. So uh, it's just amazing. Thank so. you. Thank you for having us. And I'm really glad to, to, to share my my experience and, and see if maybe we'll bring some hope to somebody that yeah. listens to it. See, that's what's, that's what's so so amazing is, you know, there's a passage of Scripture 
that we prayed over you. And and folks who listen to us regularly know that we have both Christians and non-Christians who listen to the show about dreams, and we try and be very uh, respectful of the different views of people who listen in. But for this situation, this is one of those things when I can't see anything except how faith and our Creator change circumstances to give you life. And there's a passage of Scripture in the Old Testament, in the Jewish writings, that that basically says, uh, "You'll." I'll, I'll just paraphrase it, but it says, you're going to live and not die to declare the glories of the Lord. And I remember in the encounter we got to have with through video chat, basically, when the nurses brought the iPad into your room after Sarah's dream about the priest and and you being discouraged and we needed to encourage you to fight. I remember saying to you at the end of that conversation, Geo, you'll live and not die to declare the glories of the Lord. And that's what your story's about. You're declaring God's greatness because he is the only reason you were able to overcome this. Yes, is uh, he's the one who basically there's no other way to say it, but who was this? he is the one who sent me back? Yeah, yeah, that's what he did. Now you you said that interestingly because we know you never actually had a death experience in the hospital, though you were awfully doggone close to it. Um, yeah, I never, I never got a flatliner. No, no, you never, you never flatlined. You we never coded, but you, you know, you, you know, your heart yeah. rate got down there a few times that that nobody expected it to do anything but keep dropping. Correct. So, but you said he he sent you back. He and so you had some experiences during this, which I don't know fully how to describe other than to call them encounters. Whether they were dream encounters, vision encounters, or just literal spiritual encounters, I'm not sure it's that important that we distinguish which it was. But you had these encounters that that I think probably is why you choose the words he sent you back. Tell me what happened with that. How did that affect you? And what was what what just you shared a little bit with me? But for all the listeners, sort of give us that part of your story. Yes, uh, I. It's it's really hard for me to call it a dream because I don't remember being in a dream state. It was very real for me. It's like as I'm talking to you and, and Lisa and and Sarah. Uh, it was me, uh, him, and I, and 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 some kind of room for kind of looks like a like a castle. By him, and who, was, who is him? He is God. Yeah. Okay. And, just want to be sure. And, and, and yes, he is God. And then I, my friend just came today. Uh, came the other uh, the last week. He came to our, our house and he cooked for us. And I was sharing my experience with him. And he asked me the question, "Well, how did you, how did you know that he was God?" And I said, "Well, because nobody starts saying I'm the one who created everything. In the beginning, wasn't anything. When I said, let it be light, everything was created for me and by me." Wow. So that's that. That is the that is the the very beginning of the conversation. So when somebody says that, 
you have to know that he's got, right? <laughs> yeah, that's and kind he's of a, pretty, that's pretty straightforward. That is, that is very straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. And and he's telling me these things in some kind of like 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 dad mad way, you know, when you're saying something to your kids so they understand. So you put that kind of like mad tone, but you're not actually mad. So he's telling me all these things. So like, uh, I'm the one who created everything. Nobody did anything. I create everything. He's telling me like this. And and of all the words that uh, that I know, I keep calling him master. Yes, master. Yes, master. Mm-hmm. I call him savior you know, or any other on, uh, on any other name or word. But I keep calling him master. Yes, master. Yes, master. So uh, going back to when I said he sent me back because he literally sent me back. Okay, uh, Gio, we have this. Were you were you sorry? Were you uh, on a ventilator at this time, or do you remember? I'm I'm on a I'm pretty sure I'm in an event like okay All because right. because uh, uh, I'm in somewhere else. I don't feel my body. I don't I don't okay. listen to anybody. I'm just me and him. So You're in that limbo I'm, place, I'm, maybe that Sarah correct. had been talking about limbo. Correct. I'm exactly there, and and uh, I'm pretty sure I'm in, in the coma because I can't hear anything or I can't feel anything. Mm. So I'm I'm with him and. And he literally sent me back because uh, we have this conversation, which we have multiple points in the conversation, different, way different ones. I remember he talked to me about my dad, and I remember he talked to me about even the president. Mm-hmm. And I remember he talked to me about he creates everything, nothing. He's telling me don't give a power to the devil because he has not created anything. I create everything, he's telling me, right? So I'm I'm on a point in the conversation where, for me as 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 a person, it's very scary. But I have to say it because I consider myself a, a true Christian, right? Right. So and I said this. I'm with him, and I said, Lord, when very like fear in my heart is, I guess at that point I I'm I acknowledged that I don't want to die, right? But I have to say it because I want to show to him that I'm for real. Right. So and I said, Lord, uh, I said, Lord, if it, if if me dying brings glory to your name, let it be. I said, mm-hmm. the Bible said, you know, the, the Bible, I remember the scripture, but the Bible says, if we live, we live for him. And if we die, we die for him. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then I said, very scary in my heart. He probably knew. Right. And I said, <laughs> Lord, if me dying, I said, brings glory to your name. I said, let it be. Mm. And then at the moment I said very quickly I said but <laughs> <laughs> I said right and I said but if you ask me if you want to know my opinion I said I want to live oh, I said no. I want to live because you have given me such a beautiful life that I want to live that life and I I just enjoy living I I really do and and I just want you to let you know that I I really like living. And and he goes and, and give me a, a nudge in my head. And he says, and he says to me, "You don't think I don't know?" So he bops you on the head he, a little bit. Yeah, he bopped me in the head. Like no, a, no, you got to like use a, the Spanish term. He coco me in the head. He, he coco you. <laughs> I love Which it. Which is yeah. kind of Sarah yeah, explained it. it. It's like a little thump. Yeah, it's like a little thump yeah, on correct. your head. Yeah. And then uh, Latin people, they, they they do that when you know, like. Seriously, are you talking when your kid comes to you and say something like, don't make sense? 
and you go poking him in the head, and they're like, "Really?" Okay. So then. he goes and so he goes and cocks in my head, and he says, "Don't you think I know? Who do you think it put that in there? Hmm? I put that in there when I was making you. Mm. I put that desire of living in you when I was making you. I already know that you like to live." And this is the part when he when I said he sent me back, and he said, "And besides, somebody has to go back and raise this this two little girls." Wow. Okay, say that again. That, say that again. He said, "What now?" He said, "And besides, you have to go back besides and raise the two. You have to raise these two little girls. Okay, they need a dad. So he technically telling me go back. And when he when he's saying that, I feel that joy in my heart, I guess. But I feel that happiness in me. And I'm like, and, and without doing it, in my mind, I go like, yes." <laughs> you know, I want to yeah. add a little something here before we move forward even more. There's something that, um, you know, you said you were kind of in, uh, Sarah used the word limbo. That was her first term, and I, I like it. And you're kind of describing you were kind of in limbo. You're in this place of you could either live or die. And I can tell you, Gio, when Sarah would call me at night and give me some of your numbers, because she would call a couple of times a day, she tried to honor the nurses and doctors and not bug them too much because they're very busy. And it takes a lot for them to have to just sit down and even give you a report, you know, a loved one or, or a friend when they're trying to wear masks and they have to wear all this, uh, that we call it donning and doffing uh, nursing PPE, which is a personal protective equipment because they are exposing themselves to COVID-19 when they come in there. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, what what is it that was happening during this time? And I know one of the things that doctors and nurses look for is, are you fighting? Like, do you get angry? So when you told me that you would kind of tell them, you know, you need to pull this out of my throat. You told me that you kind of got mad at the doctor because she wasn't willing to, to pull the tube out yet. And it was like, I told uh, Sarah, I said, when he gets angry like that, that is really good. That tells the doctor that he is determined to live. And there are some people who just give up the fight. They just, they don't either have it within them or they don't have the desire or maybe their body just is not to that place. Or there, you know, there's many reasons, but physicians and nurses are looking for someone who is really pulling and trying to and and putting forth some fight even if they're angry we love to see angry patients sometimes well not all the time but sometimes especially when they're at death's door it tells us they have fight in them so i love hearing this and i, I love i love the fact that it was basically god who instilled that fight back in you it, you know we had prayed for it we had asked for it we had encouraged you in it but it was god who says don't you know i put that in you he was putting it back in you. And, and, and I just want to say from the sake of dream, encounter, experience, vision, et cetera, I said it doesn't make a lot of difference which one it was because we can have extremely real – folks who listen to the podcast know we've talked about this before. You can have a very real encounter with an angel, with the spiritual being, with God, with your creator, and it be in a dream. You can have a very real encounter and it be in a vision. You can have a very real encounter and it's just an encounter. It's a spiritual experience of some kind. And it doesn't matter which one it is. It's a real experience. And what I love is the fact that you had this experience and your creator God talked to you in your language. 
you know, the, I mean, I'm talking about your vocabulary, not necessarily Spanish versus English. You, he talked to you in, in the way you talk. He he cuckooed you on the head. He 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 says, "Don't you know?" He he's he's being. You know, you said he was he was. It was like he was mad, but not mad. He was that that firm, in control kind of uh, parental voice that says that you know he's correcting you, but you also know it's because he loves you. It's it's correct. It's it was just so personal. That's what blows my mind. And and, and he's a we haven't this. I guess I will call it. You know, they said that it's a relationship between you and God. Well, my relationship with him is it's I guess a little bit different because we got to the point we got in a point where he's saying, "Look, the devil has nothing. He has not created anything, and he." comes and say, you know, the devil is just, you know, just a piece of, of manure, he says, right? Mm. And, I, and I go and I, say, and I say to him, Lord, but you can't say that. <laughs> and, and <laughs> it, right? <laughs> and I said, Matthew, but Matthew, you're not supposed to say that. And I said, and he says to me, so what? Now you're going to tell me how to be God? <laughs> and I, so he said that to me. And, and I said, no, 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 Matthew. No, Matthew. And I said, I'm God and I I, I do whatever I want and I can do anything he said mm. right mm. and then and I, I put my head down and then I said I know Lord but you know the Bible says it you're holy and then he said I am holy but I am God as well and I can do whatever I whatever I want and I can say whatever I said and I said yes yes Lord yes sir. so I was there and and another thing that uh, um, that uh, Lisa said in podcast about fighting and I, when I was listening to the, the, the podcast and she said that, I, the first thing that comes to my head is like, oh, she don't know how mad I was with all these people. They put in, yeah. they were, they were telling me all these things that tomorrow, tomorrow, because my thing was take this thing out of my chest. Right. So every time I asked to get it out, they said, well, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow we'll do it. So I was getting like really fed up with tomorrow with tomorrow. And I was really mad. <laughs> I was, whatever I was, I was mad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that was really, inst- it, you know, sometimes we think we can't be mad as Christians. It, it, but there's an appropriate place for anger. There is this angry but not sinning kind of time when, when you needed that. The doctors knew you needed that. We knew you needed that fight and that almost anger. God even knew you needed it. And, 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 and so there was this instilling of it in you through this process. Now, I'm curious about something because I, I know we have listeners who are going to want to know this. And you may not – I mean, I don't know how, how you answer it. So we haven't talked about this at all before. Some of the things you're telling we've talked about before we do the podcast, just in the time we've spent with you. And this is just a question I'm thinking of now that uh, – that, you know, anyway, just you tell me what you know. You mentioned that you had some hallucinations going on and you had this yeah. encounter. Clearly, there's some way you know the difference in them. Cause I mean, like, I think if I remember right, you one point you were swimming in a big jar of lemonade or something. I mean, right. that, that, that's a hallucination. <laughs> you, you could distinguish between what was hallucination and what was this encounter experience, apparently. How did you know the? Di- how do you know the difference? How, how could you tell what the difference was in those? Okay, uh, that's a good question. 
And my 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 uh, distinction is what when I having this hallucination, it was bright colors everywhere, mm. like almost neon colors, and and I can see the 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 the, the color the color pink of the yard where I'm swimming. I have this hallucination that I'm my wife has this big yard uh, of it makes lemonade and has a little stupid thing in the bottom where you can open it and, and lemonade goes through, right? Mm-hmm. So my hallucination is is this massive giant jar and I'm inside and it's full of lemonade and I'm swimming and drinking at the same time. Yeah. And and I can I, and I can see the yellow lemon and the pink <laughs> of the strawberry. So and I have another hallucination uh, which is not that uh, uh, happy as that one but i remember that the lights of the room they were like bright blue like neon color blue and when i'm when i'm in the conversation with god everything is calm everything is 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 is, is peaceful it's like no sound at all mm. it's just me and him mm. and i know that it's him because the first thing i notice is that i'm kneeled down like a ba- baseball player you know, one knee up and one down, and I'm behind him, and I cannot see his face, but I can see that he is in the armor completely, even even with the cape, and he has a uh, he has this uh, sword in one of his hand. So I know I'm in the presence of God, and then he starts saying, "I'm the one who created it." I was like, "Okay, come confirmation. He said <laughs> that's that's him. That's not the way to to see it, right?" But the difference is the one it was had bright colors, like crazy colors, and the other one it was just calm, natural. It's like, like, almost like a movie. And yeah. I know for sure that I'm in the presence of God. So yeah. there's this inner peace and comfort that distinguished it. Because we may not have time. I want to say something about it in just a second. But well, I'll go ahead here real quick. The thing you call a hallucination is also very easily a vivid dream of sorts. Or it, because remember when we talk about, for our listeners' sake, when we talk about dreams, we talk about things that need to be interpreted. We don't necessarily mean that which goes on in your mind at night while you're asleep. Those experiences that need the metaphors interpreted. And just as we're sitting here on the air recording this, I'm hearing you talk about the because we also talk about color and and color in our dreams and our experiences indicate they're from God. Black and white and muted indicates it's more from the enemy. And I'm thinking about all these principles we understand from dream interpretation. And I'm hearing you share about this real experience and the peace you felt in the in the presence of God as this warrior. And I'm hearing you talk about swimming in pink lemonade in the big jar. And I'm realizing we can interpret that like a dream because what that lemonade situation was, I I happen to know that's one of your favorite drinks. It's one of your favorite refreshing drinks is that lemonade, that that strawberry lemonade in particular, uh, because we learned you you like that strawberry lemonade at Wendy's. uh, No no sponsorship involved here, but but, uh, that's (laughs) strawberry lemonade. And so – what that dream was setting this uh, that hallucination slash dream was setting the stage for was that you were drinking in and you were enveloped in 
the things that brought you life and comfort, the things that were significant to you. Uh, that what was it? The backyard. The backyard. The the. The, the the these things you're you're enveloped in these things you're you're almost your overwhelmed family. by yeah, your yeah. family your experiences those were sustaining you just like water holds you up you're floating and swimming you were being buoyed up or held up by those things and you talked about it you know God I, you know if you, if I get my choice I want to go back and see my kids you know yeah. the, it's family yeah. and those experiences that were holding you up and that's really an interpretation of that of mm. that hallucination see we use language sometimes and 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 we give a negative connotation oh it's a hallucination just ignore that we don't necessarily ignore it there still can be metaphor in it it can still be something that's that God's speaking through. <laughs> yeah, and that's good to hear because Sarah was like, uh, she had had a few conversations with you, and she had told me that you had told her that, you know, you had this, this experience where you're swimming in the, a big jar or something of lemonade, and she was like, Lisa, is, is he okay? Because he was really telling me some strange things. <laughs> and I said, yes. I said, you know, many times when someone's in the hospital, they, they get something called ICU psychosis, and they can get a little bit... A little bit cuckoo. I know you're talking about getting cocoaed, but you know we say you can go a little bit cuckoo sometimes because you're in the same place, the same environment, lights all around. It, it is kind of strange, but you know there's there's something that we've also talked about a few times, which is our spiritual experiences are limited by our knowledge and our, our minds. At times and, they are, yes. Yeah, and so sometimes. You know, I've seen people who've had interactions because they were on drugs, sometimes illegal and sometimes legal. Uh, this wall that their mind, you know, doesn't allow them to cross over to this place to have some of these spiritual experiences. But when people use illegal drugs or drugs that a doctor has prescribed sometimes, it can bring Brings down a wall, a wall mm -hmm. and you can have these really unique kind of crazy experiences good and i've seen people have weird ones bad ones you know yeah. you know this this intrigues me too that the good side of that experience being god is the warrior you know that mm -hmm. you said in the armor and the cape and i think you told me you told me he reminded you of somebody from a movie i think correct there is a a, a movie they called clash of the titans i think there's a remake they did recently in the 2000s, and the actor is Liam Neeson, and he is, uh, he's standing, ex I saw him exactly like him, like, he was, uh, like, when I saw him, I was like, I, I think I remember this, as I'm, I was thinking, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm with him right there, and, and I can see him clearly, I, I can see the, the, that even the lie was hitting his armor, so he, the lie will reflect in his armor, and it was kind of like 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 a uh, like a silver, almost goldish armor, yeah. and the cape and everything, and 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 I can show you the picture exactly how I saw it, and and it's in a it's in actually in that movie, and every time I I'll be able to see this movie, I'm gonna say that's how I saw that. Because it was exactly that way. And one of the things I want to tell people who are listening to this, this is a very real way God reveals things to us. Just think of 
for, for those of you who are Christians, think of the book of Revelation. John the Revelator tells stories about things that are uns have never been seen before about the end of times and he uses language that works for him. So, so, so he describes things in a way that's, that's visually describable that might not otherwise be describable because he brings it into natural language. And so for Geo, this, that he looked like Liam Neeson and, and I'll just tell you, I had to Google it. I looked it up, Clash of the Titans, Liam Neeson and the pictures that come up with the Liam from the back is exactly what Gio was describing. Yeah. It gives you a frame of reference. It does. And God looks for ways to reveal things to us that we have a frame of reference for, even though he's beyond our frame of reference, so that we can describe and talk about it. He does. And, you know, one of the other things, Michael asked you a question a little while ago, Gio. He said, how did you know the difference between it just being this weird thing or that it was God? And one of the things you had told me was that when... Uh, God was talking to you, you said, I want to see your face. And he would cocoa you and say, no, you can't see my face. And that you tried Correct. really, really hard. And I have this, this nagging feeling because I even, I, I even talk to myself, like, what is this? Why? I keep trying because I'm, I'm kneeled down and I keep putting my head up, right? Trying to catch him and trying to see if I can see his face. And every time I go up, he keeps cocoa me in the head. <laughs> and 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 then he said he said the first time because I think I tried like I tried like four times and he said the first time you know that you cannot see me right and I said yes yes master and I and, I, and there you go again me right which, and then he called me yeah which which reminds and me of scripture he, you know it, Jesus I mean when God passed by he he put someone in the cleft of the rock and passed by so that so that for Moses because he said you cannot see me. And that's what I thought of when you told me that. Correct. And the last time that I tried, he gets mad. And he said, <laughs> did you want to be melted right now? <laughs> Do you want to be melted? <laughs> yeah, that's what he told me. He said, I love it. Do you want to be melted right now? Yeah. And he said, and I said, no, 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 no. And actually when he said that, I, like that nagging feeling went away. That's like so he, I did not try it anymore. That's good. Do, do things, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah, do things my way, he says. That's so cool. You know, we are so out of time yet again. And there's so much to talk about. I don't know whether we 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 do another one or we, just, we. There's just so much in this and what's happened, and we're so out of time. But it's been so, good. It's been really good. It's been so awesome. Thank so you, we want to say thank you to thank Sarah you so and Gia. Much. Yeah, yeah, so much. And for those of you listening. Uh, check out the Facebook page. Leave us some comments. Send us an email. Let us know uh, if this has meant something to you as well. And since we're out of time, I'll say yet again, till next time, keep dreaming.